0: Welcome again. Welcome again to family service. It's me again. Um, like always, uh, buckle up. You never know what you're going to get with me, but this is going to be fun. So first and foremost, um, this is a joy for me. Um, like I said, I love, I love always talking to the kids. I love talking to our youth group. I love talking to you guys. So this is fun for everyone. And guess what? This is, this is everyone. I get to talk to everybody. So let's go. Psalms 34, that's what we're going to talk about today. Before we get there, though, we have a few things uh, to take care of. We need to talk about the rules, so we'll do that. But before we do that, I'm going to see, uh, let's start with one question, number two, right? So this, this, um, these past few months or weeks, we've been going through a series in um, dealing with bitterness, and I'm not going to get it right, uh, the titles. I'm not much for details like that. Ask my wife. But in general, for me, what it has meant is we're dealing with bitterness, we're dealing with hurts, we're dealing with a lot of the things and forgiveness, right? And so I need to tell you that this series that we've just come out of changed my life, right? And I think the thing that I want to tell you is that it, it, it doesn't stop with me. It stops with every sphere of influence that I'm a part of, right? And so I will tell you, Polly's here. So Polly is one of the leaders with me in in youth group. And so this series has changed me. This series changed her. The series changes everything that we do and and the awesome way that the Lord works. um, Polly was supposed to lead a, a series earlier in the year. We were gonna start off the year talking about worship. And things happened as they may. We we had to postpone for a, a minute, so she just did it. Um, two week, the last two weeks. And if you remember, the last two weeks of what we've been talking about—forgiveness and dealing with a boot, uh, boot, yep, a root of bitterness, right? And so Polly came in with talking about worship, and you're going to hear a lot of the things that she said because it changed me and it changes our group, right? So she deals with some things, she goes through some things and all of a sudden the same kids that just had a life changing encounter with the Lord over the summer, now have a whole new encounter because she's encouraging us to take the things that we put on the throne and make it about God. And those same kids that were changed are at the altar again saying, God, we want more of you because it's not just one encounter. Right? It's about changing the entire thing, changing the way that we live, changing the way that we look at our lives and the way that God moves. And that's not something you just download in a day and then it's over. No, it's, it's every day. His mercies are new every morning. He wants to fill us, his spirit, every day a, a fresh outpouring. That's the way that it works. And see, we can go about those things. And so, so then the, the same kids that received from him received again these last few weeks because of something that Justin shared, because of the things that we take home, because of the people that we ask to forgive us, because of the forgiveness that changes our lives. And so the ways that we go about those things. So that's a long way to say, we just wanna thank Justin for that series. We wanna thank him for being our pastor these last 10 years. He just uh, just came within an anniversary of 10 years he's been here, right? Yeah? And so this morning, we just wanna thank him. So my one question for today, there's another one later, but my one question for today is, what's your favorite thing about Pastor Justin? And you can, oh man, I missed my mark already. Sorry, David. Um, text 9400 and say, man, this is something that Justin has taught me. This is my favorite thing about him. My favorite thing that he's taught me, that something that he's taught us over the years. Some of us have been here for 10 years. I've only been here about seven Um, so I've got a little bit ways to go, but he's been here for 10 years. And over those 10 years, some of you have been here and you can tell a lot of things about what he has taught us, right? I'm going to give you one of mine. Um, there's a lot of things, but I think that the one, it was very, very early on in my relationship. I wasn't even married yet, but Justin shared a sermon series in which one of the pieces was about, um, divorce and remarriage, right? Right? I'm not gonna get deeply into that, but we, me and my wife both have a past. And so um, that story and that series changed everything for me because I know a lot for me, like I have this idea that like, I'm not saying that God doesn't use people, but a lot of times we put our past in the way of what he can do and what he's willing to do. So I went to Justin early on. I said, hey, like this is the path. This is the, this is the way that we're working. Am I going to be held back by the decisions that I've made in my life? Right? Or, or am I going to be, you know, held hostage or, or chained to something that I, mistakes that I've made? You know what I mean? Things like that. And so, all that being said, obviously the answer to that is no, because you get to see me all the time, and you get to send your kids, and apparently they trust your kids with me. So clearly, the answer to that is no. And um, and they have done nothing but push me and encourage me and drive me into the person that you've seen. So my favorite thing about Pastor Justin and all the leadership here and all of you is that you have consistently encouraged me and you've consistently driven me. You've encouraged me in my marriage. You've encouraged me in all the things that the Lord has done in my life. So that is my favorite thing about Pastor Justin. And so right now you can take out your phones and text those things to him, Technically, it's not to him, but he'll, he'll see them. And so that is something I wanna to do today to celebrate 10 years with Pastor Justin, just what he's done here at Hickory Ridge. So last year, you heard me. Nope, I gotta do the rules first. So let's go over the rules quickly. Are you ready? So the rules, I've already given you a cheat sheet. These are what they start with. So I'm gonna do is, so the same thing happened last year. Right? So I gave you these rules. So of adults, I'm speaking to you. If you remember them, please raise your hands and encourage your kids. Um, If not, I will call on your kids that know the rules. Are you ready? Okay. Can anyone tell me what the G stands for? Seek. Absolutely. Give the speaker your attention. So be encouraged, be encouraged. To, to give me your attention, if you feel like it, um, does anyone, does anyone, can tell me what the O, the O stands for, Preston? Only use wholesome words. So I'm going to do my best um, to succeed in that rule, and you can do your best um, to not badmouth me in the social medias or to each other. Please, I'm fragile. Um, that's the O. Only use wholesome words. And a- lastly, what? Can anyone tell me what the D D stands for? Gabriel, <laughs> close. <laughs> he skipped one. I will call on you in two seconds. Um, Marcus. Yeah, don't be a space invader. Um, do your best to stay within your own confines. Um, this is this. Let's give. Jesus, enough space to move. Um, I don't know. Don't be a spacing better. This works a lot better downstairs probably, but um, they like to climb all over each other and do those things. But anyway, it happens up here. So these are the rules in which we live by downstairs and we can learn some of those things today. But like Gabriel said, the number one rule in life, don't die, that's it. If we succeed in that one rule, you will understand the things. And by the way, I already forgot to do what Carly asked me to do. But for the record, do you see that little Bible icon in the corner? Those are the ones that you'll be looking for. I believe that there was a breastplate in one of them. So look for that one. I I missed it. But anyway, those are the things. Okay, all the things. But anyway, yes, don't die. So if any time during this message, you're thinking about, don't do it. Stay with me. If I, if I go a little bit long, please stay with me. I'm gonna work on that and please have faith in my stead. Last year, last year I talked a lot about um, this passage of scripture that's found in Psalms 27. And I'm gonna tell you in advance that this, this passage changed my last year. It changed things that I did in youth group. It changed a lot of the things that I did in my own life. But what I'm also gonna tell you is it took me a year, it took me till this year to actually live this thing out or at least start down the path of working this thing out. Because the reality is, this is a, this is a thing that we have to really take. In James 1, it says that we need to be doers of the word and not hearers only. And see, it's not good enough to know the truth that we're about to talk about. We need to live this thing out. We need to understand what God wants me to do, right? Okay, so Psalms 27, verse four. One thing, I love these one things. It makes you able to focus. I'm a hyper-focused person, apparently, they tell me. But one thing I've asked of the Lord, and that I will seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord, in his presence, all the days of my life. And there's one, a few more things. Yes, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to meditate in his temple and I remember joking about it last year that though it sounds like the one thing is three things and it's not it is but it's not if you if you can if you're a picture type person you can understand what this looks like I want to sit in his presence I want to be transfixed by his face and I want to meditate in this temple it's one thing It's all in one place, and it's all just about him, praising him, glorifying him, thanking him for what he's done, right? Now let's see another one thing that is found in Luke 10. I have a little bit of a movie for you. If
1: you can believe all things are possible to him who believes. Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. If you will believe, you will see the glory of God.
0: So one thing, one thing is needed, and it's found at Jesus' feet. And Martha was, the, the thing that, that the Lord has impressed upon me, and I've, and I've talked about this um, downstairs, and I, and I love talking about it, is the reality that like we are going after, we are pursuing his presence. That's something that we're going to really be focused on, right? But I think that the, the reality is, and, and this is something that share with me, and, and you guys can take part in this if you want, but sometimes it's not good enough to be in the house. Martha was in the house, Martha was there, but sometimes we need to be sitting at his feet, transfixed on his face, Focus on what he has for us. Focus on what he can do in our lives. And it's not about what he can do in our lives. It's about him. But we understand that he is able to do the things that we ask him to do. He's able to dig into our lives. He's able to forgive us. And see, that's what Mary, that's what Mary knew. That's what Mary knew. Because she'd been at Jesus' feet once before. Let's watch that movie. What is that lady doing? She's washing Jesus' feet.
1: With her hair? If this man were a prophet, he would know what kind of woman is touching him. She is a sinner. Simon, I have something to say to you. Go ahead, teacher. A man loaned money to two people, 500 pieces of silver to one, and 50 pieces to the other, but neither of them could repay him. So he kindly forgave them both, cancelling their debts. Who do you suppose loved him more after that? I suppose it would be the one who had owed more and didn't have to pay it back. That's right. Look at this woman kneeling here. When I entered your home, you didn't offer me water to wash the dust from my feet, but she has washed them with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You didn't greet me with a kiss, but from the time I first came in, she has not stopped kissing my feet. You neglected the courtesy of olive oil to anoint my head, but she has anointed my feet with rare perfume. So I tell you that all her sins are forgiven, and that is why, She has shown great love but anyone who has been forgiven for only a little will show only a little love. Your sins are forgiven. (gasps) Who is this who even forgives sins? Your faith has saved you. Go in peace.
0: So Rita talked about this story last week, as she talked about forgiveness, as she talked about this this story, right? And I think the thing that I needed to hear, and I love this story, obviously, but the thing that I needed to hear in this story is that I don't know if you have put these two pieces together, but Mary, it says in, in 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 the passage was, everyone knew that she was a sinner, right? And Jesus says her sins, which are many, have been forgiven, right? And so all of these things are true. And I think many times in my life, and I speak for me, and I think some of us can understand this and agree, is that many times we don't feel worthy. We don't feel worthy to come to Jesus' feet. We feel like we need to clean ourselves up a little bit before we come into his presence. And what I think God is asking us to know and, and, and asking for us to know and hear is don't let anyone tell you that you aren't good enough to come into his presence. Don't let anyone tell you that you're not good enough to come, ask for forgiveness, make yourself, like have him make you clean, change you into the person he wants you to be and show you his plans. See, Mary walked right in. Some would say she walked in a little bit too boldly because she would have told you and everyone would have said, look, who is this person? Why is she coming in here? Why is she doing this? But I'm telling you, Mary knew that Jesus had the keys to whatever she needed, right? She didn't know what that was. She didn't know she was gonna walk in there and be forgiven of all the things that she'd ever done. She didn't know that. But she knew the answers to whatever she sought was at Jesus' feet. And so a a little bit later, when Jesus is in her house, where else is she going to go? She knows that the keys to life are at his feet and she's transfixed on his face. And that is something that we can learn today. Whatever it is, the most important thing is found at Jesus' feet. And what you find there is what has your heart. Who's on your throne? What is the most important thing to you? Those are the things that you're gonna see. Because if Jesus has your heart, he has everything. And the only thing that he's after is your heart because once he has that, everything else just falls into place. And I'm gonna tell you, it took me a year to understand what it is that God was trying to do, what God was trying to get my focus off of and onto. There's a lot of things that I walked through this year that have changed me and allowed me to be the person that I am, good and bad. And he uses every bit of it for the person that you see today. And he's taught me a lot. He's allowed me to get rid of some things that have tripped me up. He's allowed to get rid of some fears and some anxieties and some things. And so you're gonna hear me talk from a position of what I have walked through and what I've seen some of our students walk through today as I walk through Psalms 34. Because I think Psalms 34 tells us, gives us a blueprint into how to walk this thing out, how to seek his face, how to sit in his presence. And hopefully it allows us to see There's a way in which to walk through the troubles and the fears and the anxieties and the troubles without allowing that thing to steal away everything that God has for you. So we're gonna dig into Psalms 34. This is also David who who shared with us there's only one thing that's important and I think this is him telling us how to walk this thing out. So Psalms 34 says this. Verse one, I will bless the Lord at all times, his praise shall continually be in my mouth. So rule number one, praise him continuously. Praise him in the good times. Praise him in the hard times. Praise him when things are going great. Praise him when things are not going great. Praise him. Verse two, my soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. So let's, let's all worship together. We know that there's strength in the numbers, right? So that's, that's number one. Number two, I know this to be true. My only boast is who the Lord is. If you knew the person I used to be, and some of you do, you would know, my only boast is the Lord. Uh, my only boast is what the Lord has been able to do. My only boast is what the Lord has saved me from. And my, the, the forgiveness that he's given me, right? That's my only boast. It's only him. Anything that I do, I have to give it to him because in my own way, I know who I was, right? And I can seek the Lord with all of my needs. I can seek the Lord and ask him to deliver me from all my fears. The promise is sure. He will deliver you. Now let's get into that that the that the enemy puts up. What happens when he doesn't? What happens when you still have anxieties and fears? What happens when you still have troubles? What does that look like? Well, guess what? I don't know. I don't have the answers, but I know this. It's a promise. He will deliver us. He will show us the way. And maybe the answer isn't that he'll deliver you out of those things. Maybe it's he'll deliver you through them with his help, right? We know that he's with us. We know that he cries with us. We know that he is there with us every step of the way. He'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us, right? Those are promises that are sure. So when you feel those fears, know that he is delivering you from them. It's not a snap and be done thing sometimes. Sometimes it is. I've seen people get free from anxiety in a snap. I've seen people get free from a lot of things quickly. But Sometimes it's not that way. Sometimes it's a road, sometimes it's a path that he takes you on, but know that you're on a path and he is delivering you from those things, right? Okay, verse five. Those who look to him are radiant and their faces shall never be ashamed. I love this verse. One of my favorite things about the Bible, one of my favorite passages through the Bible are two stories about Moses, right? And we remember when Moses went into the tent of meeting, he would go in, he would go into the tent, he would meet in the presence of God and he would come out and his face would shine from being with the Lord, right? And then my second favorite story is also about Moses because it says in the Bible that he's used to speak to God like a man speaks to his friend. So those two things in my life changed everything. I said, oh man, what happens if, what happens if someday I, I get to the point where someone can sense, and I, I'll be honest with you, in the beginning, I wanted my face to literally shine. I, I thought that would be cool. Um, I'll be honest with you. Um, now today, I'm not sure if that's possible, but I hope that the people that see me know that I've been with the Lord, right? There's a, one of my other favorites, this is the same thing, is that when, when John and Peter went to the Sanhedrin, they said, They were speaking and preaching all these things and all the bigwigs of the day, all the learned people of the day looked at them and said, I know who they are. They were fishermen. We can tell that they've been with Jesus, right? So being with Jesus changes you. Being in his presence changes you. And I'm telling you that I hope and pray that my life is changed because I've been with him. And I hope that there's a radiance that happens over my face because I've seen it in the students that we serve. I've seen it. Their faces have been transfixed. They've been changed. They've been radiating who they've been with and life changes. And so those same ones that I get to minister with every week, they're gonna come up and they're gonna, try, they're gonna pray for you. They're gonna be willing to be up here and pray for you and give you everything that they've received because they experience it, they have, it has to keep going, right? And so there's a memory verse that we've been talking about downstairs and I'm gonna share it with you. It's in Deuteronomy 18, 15. And this is what it says. The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me, that's Moses, from among your own brothers. You must listen to him. So Moses is there and we know what Moses has done and we know that he brought up Joshua to be the next him, right? And so you must must listen to him. This is the way. This is the way that we're gonna follow him. There's there's things that God wants to share with us, and we must hear that, and it's found in Moses, and it's found when we are in his presence, changed, and the radiation of our faces changes, and everything around us changes. Again, those anxieties and the fears, man, they might not fade away, but the facts are that we are changed, and we can move forward in that way. See, I know that the Lord changed my life, and I can testify to that, and I know that the Lord has moved in these kids' lives, and they will testify to that, and they just want to pass it on to you, so that's what, that's what we're going to do a little bit later. Verse six, this poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all of his troubles the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. So here we go again, right? So he promises to deliver us from all of our troubles. I don't know what that looks like, but I know this in my life. Look, a lot of the times that my life and the, and the atmosphere in which I lived, right? That may or may not have changed. But I do know this, I changed And hopefully in some way, I was able to speak life and truth into my circumstances. And I've seen that happen. Look, I know people go through a lot of hurts. I know people work through a lot of troubles and storms in their lives. And I've seen where people are changed themselves. They walk into those troubled ways and somehow things change, somehow things change. So he may not deliver you from all your troubles today, but let's just be on the path because that's what he's doing. His goal is to walk you from here to there and to change you continuously as we walk around this world, right? So the Lord changes us and he allows us to be healed from all of our troubles. But I understand, I understand life is hard. I understand sometimes we feel hurt, we feel attacked and we feel as if nothing's ever gonna change. But take heart. There's a promise that he will deliver us. And verse eight gives us another promise. Taste and see, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Blessed is the man who trusts, whose whole heart is in him. I've heard it a thousand times. One of my friends used to say it, and it's one of my favorite things he ever talked about. But he said, it's not. it doesn't take faith to put a, put a pizza in front of someone and say, see and taste that it's good. Everyone knows that. I can see it. I know. But to taste and see and have faith that he is good, to taste it and then know that he is good, that's a whole else thing, right? It's just a different way to think about it. And so today, I want to play a little bit of a um, Price is Right type of game. I'll try to get this thing out of the way. So we're going we're gonna to do an exercise, if you will. All right. Thank you, sir. Okay. So number one, I need, I need three volunteers. We have one for yes. Yes. I hear you. I hear that. Amen. Um, one, <laughs> we have one for the young kids, maybe elementary. We have one for maybe a youth child or I might just pick a big child. That's either way. And then we have one for the older group. So let's see whom we can get. Who's but the first thing is this is important. So the, first per, the, the people that I, I call upon need to be able to tell me that they see a Reezy Cup and know that it is good. Who can tell me that, right? Okay, good. All right, so let's go. Who would like to take part in our exercise? Ooh, let's go, let's go, let's go. This is gonna be fun. Crew, you wanna hang out with me? That's not true. No, it's not. I'm sorry. Tell me your name. I want you to hang out with me. Yes, that's right. Coral. All right. You can come hang out with me. Come right up here on stage. All right. So now let's see one of the youth or similar age. See, that's cheating. You already know. Um, We played this game before. Okay. Um, Preston, do you know this game? Do you know what we're going to do? Okay, Preston, you can come hang out with us. And now, now I need an older gentleman that can um, have faith in me. John, I see that hand, John. I see that hand. He's a fan favorite. Okay, are you ready? Do you like Reese's Cups? Mm-hmm. Let's go. I got this for you, and I got this especially for you. Say, he re- <laughs> we're not done yet. Come hang out. Come hang out. There's more. I have more for Thank you. you. Okay, all right. So first of all, I have one question that I want to ask you before we move any forward. Are you ready? Okay, my one question for you, friend, is what is your favorite food? Pizza. Pizza. Coral, what is your favorite food? Steak. Steak, let's go. Jonathan, what is your favorite food? Yes. Food. Yes. <laughs> I like that answer. All right. All right, Coral, you're going to go first. Okay, so I have, I, I have given you a Reese's cup, and you love them, but I have more that you can have. Would you believe me when I tell you that this thing right here, wrapped in tinfoil, has changed my life? I think it's one of my favorite things. Will you trade me your Reese's cup for this thing? You will? You believe me? Oh, man, let's do it. All right, I'm going to help you open it so that you can see this thing that I have gotten for you. So my name is Aaron, and and my name means a warrior lion, right? And so I got you this lion because I want you to know that no matter what, like I am praying for you, and the Lord will be your strong lion. And no matter what it is that you go through, I want you to know that you keep this lion with you, that everything that the Lord wants to do, he's with you, and he wants to be your strength. Does that sound good? Do you like mint Oreos? They're my favorite. Okay, you can have this. Hold on to that. Thank you. Oh, man. All right. How? Okay. Logistics, man. I'm, I'm lost on logistics. All right. Let's see if you can't get down. Andy maybe can help her not dump the whole deal on the way. Yes. Nice job, Coral. Thank you for hanging out with me. Huh? Um, I changed it. Okay. Um, Preston. Are you ready? So same questions. Same questions. I'm going to tell you that this is not Oreos. Do you wish that it was? Do you love mint Oreos? Yeah. Same. Okay. So I'm going to tell you a story, and Coral gets to hear a story too. Are you ready? So I love mint Oreos, but about a couple years ago, um, the doctors and my wife decided to tell me that I couldn't eat glutens anymore. So now I can't even eat them. Now, Walmart has gluten-free mints. They're okay. But those are the best. So anyway, I have a different question for you. This I have in here is for you. Will you trade your Reese Cups for this thing? Or would you say, you know what? I just want these Reese Cups. And you know what else I'll do? I'll give you those Reese Cups too. Or you can have what's in this container. Which do you choose? I'll trade it. You'll trade it? All right. What is it? Whoa! Do are you happy with your trade? Yes. Nice. All right. You're welcome. Okay, John. This is the moment of truth. Of course, I trust you. You do? Oh Oh, man! Wait till you see it. That's (laughs) so. You have to taste and see. Will you? You don't have to do it. You could have three Reese cups, or you can trust me and say that this thing is good. Which do you choose? I'll trust. All right. All right. Get a good close-up on this one. Get your spoon ready. Would you say that it looks, does it look good? It does look good. It does? Yeah. <laughs> okay. You, you can just see the truth in the it's midst of whatever that is. If it came
1: from you, it
0: got to be good. Oh. Oh, sorry. I should have let you hear that.
1: If it came from you, <laughs> it's got to be good.
0: Wow. Some would say you put too much trust. But I'm going to have you taste this right in front of everyone. How much do you trust me? Mm. That much?
1: You're pushing.
0: Try it. Did you make
1: this?
0: I, I didn't. I didn't. But someone very close to me did. Is it good? It's fantastic. Right? Yeah, it's good. Now, is the Lord also good? The Lord is good. Nice. I thank you for trusting me in this matter. It could have gone very differently had you not. (laughs) And said, you know what, that doesn't look very good at all. It looks fantastic, and it is. Yes, it is. Thank you, John, for coming and being a part of our show. (laughs) Okay. And so, here's what we will then do. Some of you did not get called upon, but the Lord is good. And those of you that like Reese's cups can enjoy them no matter what, right? Okay. So clearly, 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 that right there was a bad idea. (laughs) And I, I had a different idea that would have gone much worse. And it was like, and the righteous take it by force and they just come and storm the stage. No, I won't do that either. But what I will do is I will give them to someone afterwards so that we don't have another battle royale that happens right there. But that to say that the Lord blesses and the Lord will bless someone else with those Reese's Cups at the end and I won't put any strings attached. I could say, hey, if you come for prayer, I'll give you, no, we're not doing that. No, 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 that's, see, these ideas, they just come too fast, I'm the idea guy. Um, but anyway, so taste and see, right? Let's be honest, I can, and, and obviously, hopefully you caught some of my innuendo in the midst of that was, look, I can tell you, taste and see, I can tell you, this, is, this has changed my life, these are my favorite things. But at some point along the road, you have to take either A, have faith in me or B, believe that the Lord is good or at least give him another shot. No matter what it is, it's you have to at some point get rid of the mentality of whatever that is and say, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna have faith. I'm gonna have faith that God is able to do what he's promised to do. He is able to deliver me from all my fears in the midst of everything that I've seen. Everything that I'm seeing tells me that maybe he's not good. Maybe. But I'm willing to taste something else and see. See if faith can rise up, right? So that is what we are talking about. Taste and see that he is good. I think at the end of the day, there's one thing that, yep, you have to taste it for yourself. I can't tell you how much it's great. I I could just share all day. Like, these are my favorite things. But if you never unwrap that gift, you can't have it, you can't, it it won't bless you. But you have to have faith and taste it for yourself. Thank you. So let's keep it moving. Verse nine. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints, for those who fear him have no lack. The young lions suffer want and hunger, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. So trust in the Lord. These are promises. You will lack no good thing. There are things that you may lack, and there are things that you may want. But know that he is with you and he has given you the things that you need. Come, O oh, children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. What man is there who desires life and loves many days, but he may that he may see good? And this is what the fear of the Lord looks like. Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Turn away from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. That is the fear of the Lord. And we talked about a little bit that last week with the fear of the Lord and knowing that it's not being necessarily afraid of the Lord. Although I would believe that, in the, especially in the Old Testament, when you're reverencing the Lord and, he's, and you're following a cloud by day and a, and a fire by night, like there's a sense of, uh, Let's play this right. You know what I mean? Like I'm not, I'm not, I live in the real world that says if I'm following fire, like he's pretty strong and he's able to do something, right? But that's not what it is. It's the fear of the Lord. It's knowing that he is good. It's knowing that he has a plan. It's knowing that I'm just gonna do everything in my life to try to please him. Just please him. He's blessed me. I wanna bless him. I wanna bless others. So verse 11. Nope, I'm farther than that. Verse 15. The eyes of the Lord are towards the righteous and his ears towards their cry. When the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them from all of their troubles. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. And I hear you. I hear you over and over again. He's telling us that he's able to deliver us from all of our fears. And I think maybe the answer to all of those things is hidden in this point. That what he's asking us to do, and now there's only one thing that's important, and it's to fix our eyes on him, right? It's a reciprocal that says, you fix your eyes on me and my eyes are towards you. My ears are are hearing your cries. I am near to the brokenhearted." and the crushing in spirit. These are all promises. And maybe, just maybe, all of those truths are how you get through those troubles and those storms. Knowing that he is with you, knowing that he hears you, knowing that his ears and his eyes are toward you. And, and those are facts of life. Because so many times in our lives we say, man, he couldn't be any farther away. So many times I've heard the testimony. In the times that he felt, felt, right? That's an emotional, that's the thing. Felt the farthest away. Those are the times that I sought him the most. That's the way. Because in those times, you have to believe in faith that he is good despite how you feel. Sometimes it's not about how you feel. Sometimes it's about the truth that we have to walk out in spite of our feelings, right? So the eyes of the Lord are towards the righteous and he hears our cry and he saves the crushed in spirit. Guys, I'm going to tell you that the last few weeks, they have been hard ones, and that's normally the case when I'm about to preach, and that's normally the case when, like, things are happening at youth group, and he just comes in there, the enemy does, and tries to trip me up and do all those things. So these last few weeks have been a little bit traumatic. Um, I lost two people at work. They both died of cancer, Um, and so it's just been a hard road to walk out and, and see the Lord in some of these hard things, and we've had kids in our youth group who have just been uh, questioning things. And these are good things. I'm for questions. I'm for working this thing out, right? Working on our faith daily with fear and trembling, like just working your life out, right? And I'm for it. But I'm gonna tell you, and my wife would agree that this week has been one where I've been broken. And the Lord had to hear my cries. And he had to tell me, hey, Airman, like, I promise you. It's going to be okay. She's going to come back. It's going to be good. You have to have faith. You have to trust. You have to know. You have to know that I'm good. And so he makes me walk out these things. The thing that I know about me is that the Lord never tells me to talk about things that I have succeeded in. He tells me to talk about the things that I'm walking in as we speak. So that you can watch me just deal with it myself, right? And so I think that brings something to this means. But anyway, know that that's true. Know that this week, I have been feeling his presence and his nearness in my brokenness, right? And that is a testament to who he is. Verse 19, I've read it, but I'll read it again. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of, out of them all. The Lord redeems the life of his servants. None of those who take refuge in him will be condemned. So I think that's, in the end, I think that can be the answer. Look, he's not condemning you. He's not, he's not putting you off. He's not saying in the same way. He's like, all the things that you've done, that's it. Put a line in the sand, you're done. Nope. That's not who he is. He is near to you. He is good. Believe in him. Trust in him. So my encouragement to you today is taste and see. Taste and see that he's good. Taste and see that you can trust him. The righteous lack no good thing. His eyes are towards you and his ears are, are towards your cries. He is near to you when you are brokenhearted and crushed in spirit. This is who he is, and this is what he wants to do. So as the, as the worship team comes up, I also want to ask that my, um, my prayer teams are going to come up also, then now they are people that I've been talking about for the last couple of minutes. Um, these, these guys have seen the Lord. These guys have... Um, experienced the Lord and they've tasted and they've seen, and they want to testify to you today that he is good. So as as we're worshiping, as we're singing the, the, the next song, which talks about how great our God is, I want you to have allow them to speak those things over you, that he is good, that he is able to save us, that he is able to free us from all the things that they were addicted to at one point or the other. Free us from the porn. Free us from self-pleasure and and self-harm. Free us from the need to be perfect. Free us from all the things that the enemy has thrown at us. Free us from those things. Yes, absolutely, James. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. So he's able to deliver us and those are the things I want you to know because he has done it in these guys' lives. And now I have something for you. If God has proven himself faithful, if God has shown you who he is, if he has been good and he has been near to you and he has proven himself true to you, I want you to stand up right now. Stand up, right? He is faithful. He is able to get into your mess. He is able to show you that he is still good in spite of everything that we walk through, he is good. And now the faith in the room has just skyrocketed. You've just shown your kids, you've just shown all of these guys that this is who our God is. The world is gonna tell us that he's not good. The world is gonna tell us that he's gonna let us down. The world has told us over and over again, stop fooling yourself. But these guys, if you believe me, great. If you believe, please believe them because they've tasted and they've seen who God can be and they're moving and they are on fire and they are changing atmospheres. They're changing their schools. They're changing our group. They're changing everything that their fingers touch change because of who God is in spite of the fears, in spite of the anxieties, in spite of the troubles. He is still good and they will testify to it. And now all you guys that are standing, you are testifying to the same thing. So those things I want to just pr- like just speak life into. But I also know that even those that you are standing, even those that are not maybe yet. That there are people in in this group that are going through a heartbreaking season or have just come out of one maybe. And maybe you're still kind of questioning where God is in the midst of this trial. Maybe you're looking around and going, man, I don't know. I've tasted of something a little different and I'm not sure what you're talking about. Someone that once preached Jesus hurt me, I get it. I've been there too. All I can say is this, you can say whatever you want about me. I'm okay. Please believe the testimonies of these ones standing in front of you. Please don't doubt the things that have happened in their lives and the things that they have been freed from. So taste and see what they have experienced. That's all I could ever pray for you. Like I said, we're gonna, pre- we're gonna sing this song, how great God is. And if that hasn't been your experience, have these guys pray for you. Have them tell you about theirs. If you need this thing to be true, please come. Please come lay that thing down. Please know that he's willing to put his breath in your lungs, and his heart, in your chest. He's willing to change you. But you have to taste. You have to take a step of faith and know that he's willing to show up and he's near to you. And if you're broken like I am and just need him to hear you, just come, come and and praise him, that's number one, I'm gonna praise him at all times, that's the start, and I think that's gonna be the finish, we just praise him, no matter what, we praise him, so if you need to come just pour yourself out, do that, if you want these guys to pray for you, please do that, because I'm telling you, God wants to take you from where you are, to all the things that he has for you, but it takes one step of faith, I know that, My prayer for you today is that you walk back out those doors differently than you walked in, freer than when you walked in with a new sense of something, of who God is than when you walked in here and not struggling and not troubled by the same things, the same anxieties, the same fears, the same whatever. So if God, if the enemy has chained you to something, please, please, oh please come get it free because these guys have seen that freedom and they wanna give it to you. I'm gonna stay in that corner. I'm gonna let these guys do their jobs and they can't wait to pray for you. Love you guys.